another podcast today with you guys so lovely and today we're going to be continuing from the last episode of god's will and man's mind we'll be looking at part two today which will be containing two aspects the first is why emotions get into communion and lastly self-image and god image and last week we did i just want to do a recap so all that god's will would always stand over man's mind whatsoever because god created man so he knows man's thoughts and man's mind from the beginning to the end he can tell what it is and that is why in jeremiah 29 verse 11 he says that the thought that he has was a thought of good and not of evil to have an expected end so god has seen our end before we were born from even from creation he knows where man is going so if he has good thoughts for your future then you shouldn't trust your future you shouldn't trust your plans to him yeah okay so today when emotion get into communion there'll be times where you would always want your will to be done there'll be times where you just want to you know feel right today yeah sorry yesterday i was preparing to go somewhere i think i was preparing to go to, to school and then something just came to my spirit and what came to my spirit was sometimes god's yes is our no and sometimes our no is god's yes or god's no is our yes you know when it comes to making decisions about probably where to school where to spend a holiday what to get what to do even to our little daily activities like what to eat to hang out with friends if you should go or not go you see that god will tell you do not do certain things and you know that naturally not doing them is it's funny strange weird but then he keeps insisting and say don't do it and then you say let me do it on doing it you find out that there was actually a problem that god wanted you to avoid but because of her disobedience, you still got into such trouble. Yeah. And again, God would say, okay, do this. And you tell yourself, no, I don't know, I don't want to do it. And before you know, someone else has done it. So it comes like like a sh- like like a slap on your face. You'll be like, Oh, I wish I had listened, I could have done this, I could have done that. So basically, that is how God works. And Isaiah 55. 8 to 11 makes us to understand that God's ways are not our ways, His thoughts are not our thoughts. Yet, just as the heavens are high from the earth, so are His thoughts and ways so high and different from ours. He said, His word will never return back to Him void, but He accomplished that which He has sent it. So, everything that God has spoken concerning your life, everything that God created and placed in you is his will and he has sent it forth that is he has created you he has sent you forth and you will not come back void so we must understand this we must understand that 
this is the image that God has of us in him. He said, let us make one our own image and likeness. So there's nothing that God does that is void, that is empty, that is useless, that does not take shape or add um, add value. God's words are always true. They, 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 they do what he says they should do. They, they go out for his intentions and they accomplish his intentions. So when God created you, he said, let us make man out of his will. Then he molded you, gave you breath. If a part of God is in you, which is his breath, his spirit, then you are going forth and you are not to come back void. But one thing that emotion does, one thing that our desires or, or our mind does is that it keeps us in a perpetual struggle in really submitting ourselves to the will of God, in really designing his purpose for us. Once we feel like, oh, it's what I want, because every other person is getting what they want, every other teenager, every other young person is making it big, is making it, well, you know, they're doing things, they're getting results, I must do this and all. So you just want to do things on your own, you just want to get get on with things and then god draws you back god says no don't do that no you're you not to do this you're not to do that basically you see that there'll be a conflict between the mind the soul and the spirit sometimes what the spirit wants it's is like a punishment to the body sometimes what the body wants is a reproach to the spirit man yeah so this is the conflict and where your emotions lie or where your emotions are are in your soul your subconsciousness you see that when god calls you out for something something practically different something that you know is going to be difficult it's going to keep you out of so many cycles so many activities keep asking yourself so how am i going to do this how am i going to, am I going to live with people how am i going to have friends how am i going to do a lot of things you know we just start you you just want to you know get a grips sorry a grabs of what god is saying you just want to understand by your logical sense and when it doesn't make sense to you you just you know you just you just drop it off and say no god i'm not doing this none of that but then in communion Holy Spirit, which is the breath of God in us, which is a part of God in us, and gives us the seal as children of God, helps in our communion and communication with God. For most teenagers, for most young people, it's going to be difficult pleasing God. It's going to be difficult submitting to His will for our lives. It's going to be difficult understanding and knowing His will. That is why the Holy Spirit was sent. He said he is a channel between God and us. Jesus Christ said, ask him of anything. He said he will reveal to you all that I will tell him. So Jesus Christ has words for you. Jesus Christ has plans for you. Jesus Christ has a structure for you. Jesus Christ has a story for you. Jesus Christ has a lot of beautiful things for you. And it's the Holy Spirit that will interpret it. It is the Holy Spirit that would give a well representation of what Jesus Christ and what God has said about you. And he goes above what you feel. He goes above your emotions. He goes above, he goes above 
the the environmental factors it goes above goes above your happiness it goes above your 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 should i say your excitement your emotions it goes above what you feel or do not feel that is why communion is about your spirit relating with god's spirit and your spirit relating with god's spirit means that you have found expression of his will there's no way your spirit is direct to god's spirit by the holy spirit by the ministry of the holy spirit that god's will for your life is not revealed there's no way you will not know it and there's no way you will not step into it and stepping into it you start getting understanding god does not create a man in in should i say okay yeah god created man in one day but there's something i wanted to say god does not make a man in one day and i mean make a man you have been created brought to the earth through your mother's womb through delivery and then in the process of making you in the process of purpose yeah in the process of becoming what god has ordained you to be it doesn't happen in one day even when he shows you and says okay i have called you out for this you will not become that thing suddenly you will not become that thing instantly no he takes you through a process takes you through a love lifelong process even till you die he still works on you even as you step into the purpose, it still works in you to ensure that you are continually refined. That is God. So it takes process. And that is why your spirit must come in with his spirit. That is why you must give away to emotions. And now the spirit of the Lord work in you for communion. Now, we're talking about purpose, talking about becoming. The Holy Spirit will give you an understanding of each process to take he has you to see that this is your journey it's going to take you so and so years this is it will be like a season for about 20 years or about 10 years depends on how god is taking your journey so for you to understand this place and not by court is not feel like god hates you not feel like things are not working on your end is the importance of communion and how do you commune your spirit with God's spirit through the Holy Spirit because he will teach you all things he will tell you all that Christ has ordained of you and how to go about it Jesus Christ knew his purpose he knew that he was to die for the world but he spent 30 years preparing for it and when it was time he went to be baptized on being baptized the holy spirit the bible said that the holy spirit led him to the wilderness so the holy spirit had been his companion he said after fasting and fasting and fasting he said he was led by the spirit of god to be to hear what into the wilderness where he was tempted now at that time when the devil came to tempt him he used the word of god to overcome him not his emotion he was hungry but he allowed the feeling of hunger that he did not allow that define define what he was to do. He not allow that define his reaction to the what to, to the body desire to the environmental desire. No. He 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 he, he was committed 
to listening to the Holy Spirit. And that was because you you had stepped into communion. You understood communion. And I said that even when John the Party said this, uh, John the Party's anointed him and the, the Spirit of the Lord appeared as a dove upon him and said, This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Yeah, yeah, him. He knew it would not happen automatically. He had to prepare himself. Because after he was being baptized, he fasted. He prepared himself for a three years ministry. He spent 30 years. That was his season. That was his journey. So as teenagers, do not be too fast. Do not want to get results now when you know that the process or the way is still very, 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 very far. There are several things I will do now and I will tell people who are older than me. Who are more experienced and I look up to as mentors and they tell me that you are still too young for that. Wait a little bit, wait a bit, and all of that. And looking at it, it is true. Although God m- must have blessed you as a young person with wisdom, with skills, with a lot of things, but there are still several things you cannot step into because by age and by in natural sensing, it is it is not right and normal to step into such at a younger age so when you feel like you want to go into what the holy spirit is asking you not to step into you are letting your emotions get into communion because the holy spirit knows better than you he said jesus christ said i will reveal all things to him he will tell you all of these things and he said the bible said in first john 2 verse 20 he said you shall know all truth because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is an anointing of Jesus Christ upon you. So if you must know all truth about your purpose, about God's plan for your life, true communion in the place of the Holy Spirit and communication with the Holy Spirit, then you would know that for your life as a teenager, there's a there's a path of God that he revealed to you, which is his will. God does not walk with anyone without revealing his will. No, that is the climax of it, his will. He will call so many into that ministry of of the will, where you just your life just reflects what God says you should do. And when he says you should do it, the timing and all of that, he will step into it, he will give, take you into the ministry of waiting, you will wait on him. For several things, even when your mates are going ahead of you, making it, it will make you wait. It will make you live in his will. You just stay there. And when he has refined you, when you come out, you come out as though you 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 did nothing. You just start seeing results, effortless results. That's how God works. So as teenagers, you should not hurry. You should not think of Oh, what should I do now? As my mates are making, let me go and make it to know. That is your emotion. That is your feeling of your your anxiety, your fears about the future that you do not even hold. Starts to step in into the communion that you have with God, who holds your future, who knows your future, who has a perfect and good plan for your future. Now, lastly, self image, God image. There's a way everybody looks at themselves before they come to Christ. Just look at the story of Abraham, of Adam, Eve, and the serpent. Before the disobedience, Adam and Eve saw themselves as man and woman who had communion with God. 
they lived in the garden as regards this is god's will for us god said we should eat this god said we should not eat this it is god's will so since he has said it we should not do it but then i'm sure eve started conceiving thoughts like ah why did god say we should not eat this why should we not do that she started thinking about so many things and then the devil saw that she was she was susceptible to deception and that is one thing we should know that once we allow our emotions to start getting into communion we are susceptible to the deception of satan we get susceptible vulnerable to being lured and be being um beguiled into what is not right for us and it will take us another journey to come back to where we are in our work with god satan saw that she was being vulnerable when she started her emotions so adam wasn't with her and she was alone so just imagine communion if both of them had were been together at least i believe god would have come in so god loves unity god loves when your spirit your body and soul are together god god loves when your spirit it's it's in line with his that's why he told the disciples said gather in one accord and when they were together united praying the holy ghost came upon them so god does not work in a distracted or divided environment i remember i was opportune to lead a prayer during our weekly activities in church and i don't know what led me to pray a particular prayer but as i prayed it i saw that it was actually a part of the ministration the word ministration and even the prayers it was still a part of the prayers and i knew yes indeed god was with us and the prayer was against division distraction and also about family so i don't know why i prayed it but the lord just led me to pray pray it and it was confirmed so god loves unity god loves to see that his children are working together that way he can move powerfully so adam and eve they were apart at that time and Eve started conceiving a lot of things because she was she must have been asking questions but there was no answer so she kept it to herself she was about could have asked god she, she did not so satan saw that she saw how gullible and vulnerable she was then he came and deceived her and that was how she she did against god's will and was cast down cast out of the garden of eden cast out of the presence and the atmosphere of god so it took it took a more vigorous way to to know god that is you must live holy that's why few men as enoch noah and others were mentioned to have lived as god's friends because you see that when you see them you see that out of the hundreds or the thousands of men around them they were the only ones who feared god it was hard at that time to please god it was hard at that time to know god it was hard at that time to live for god because man was cast out of the presence of god why because emotions got in now adam and eve had an image they knew that they were replicas of god they knew that god created them to be like him that was why he told them name animals name them because me i created and i also named them so that was the character god was displaying that man is like him that you and i are him are his no one i've ever said in galatians 2 that i no longer live but christ now lives in me 
So I am dead spiritually my body my old man is dead the life i now live is new in christ said behold all things are passed away all things have become new so all things are passed away all things have become new i am now new in christ so i have the mind of christ i have the life of christ and christ submits to the will of god he submitted to the will of god so self-image will be that you want to please yourself you have this ideology of who you are you identify yourself with a certain belief, with a certain attribute, with a certain, you know, representation. You just tell yourself, this is who I am. You tell yourself, you made yourself, you made yourself to believe this is, you know, you have formed something about yourself before yourself. So, nothing else uh, counts. So, self-image is, this is who I am and nothing else. And sometimes, self-image it's not the ideal image God has for you. You may be seeing yourself in a particular way and God is seeing in a different light. So it is important you shift the, the way you see yourself to the way God sees you so that there will be unity and that you can fulfill God's purpose. Because if you see yourself as one who is a singer because you have a good voice and God says, no, that voice is to be used for advocacy for young people not just to sing any other song but to sing songs of advocacy if you are not in tune with god's will if if you preferably want to see yourself the way you see yourself you won't be able to understand that god has a bigger plan for you to not just sing to please yourself or to make money but to sing to impact and to touch lives and that is very important to 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 sing so that you can draw men to his kingdom to sing because it is his desire and in doing so you are doing it right you do not sway your hand you do not get polluted you do not get corrupted he secures your destiny secures he secures your life basically so self-image would always tell you live by the physical live by your emotions it always tell you submit to what you think is right for you, your needs your desires you know it's they'll tell you lean on your own understanding what is Whereas the Bible said that we should not lean onto our own understanding, but we, in our ways we should acknowledge God. He said, "Trust Him, and He will make your paths plain." So the best way to see yourself is the way God sees you. The best way to make decisions is to rely on God's desires and plans for your life. Nothing else, nothing more. God's will is the ultimatum. His image, the way He sees you, is that you are like Him. By his likeness, and I said before, you no longer live, but Christ now lives in you. So the Bible said that in John 12, verse 14, he said that I will go to my father, but he said, even as I go to my father and you believe, he said, Greater works shall ye do because you believe. He said, Even as I go to my father, greater works shall ye do because you believe. So Self-image will believe whatever you tell yourself that you are. But God-image will believe what God says that you are and your capacity and the things you can do. People may look down on you. People may... A lot of things, a lot of things may shape how you now see yourself. It could be from circumstances. It could be from abuse. It could be from lies. It could be from betrayers. It could be from the way people are treated. Even in Christian communities, you may feel like, oh, like... ah, if human beings can do this, how much more God? 
believers that have looked you know that have placed high in esteem and say these people are they are too holy they are too this to do that if they can do this to me how about god so a lot of circumstances and situations will shape how you see yourself but that image is wrong that lens in which you see yourself is so wrong that self-image you have built for yourself is so wrong it's different between self-esteem and self-image self-esteem is that you are comfortable with how you are nobody comes and treats you less no inferiority complex you are good and all of that you are okay with what you are and that satisfaction also comes when you know what god has created you to be he said jesus christ is the land of the tribe of judah now if jesus christ is the land of the tribe of judah and he now lives in you and you no longer live what do you think you are a lion fearless bold strong you are able to 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 defeat anything you are a king Lion is the king of what the jungle is a lion of the tribe of Judah. If he's a tribe of Judah, that means he supersedes and oversees Judah. So you also have authority. You also are a lion. See yourself as how God sees you, nothing else. So once you you take your your you off yourself, off what you think it should be, and focus on what God says it should be, you will see that there will be a tremendous change. I hope this message has blessed someone out there if it has please 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 do leave a comment to listen god bless you so much and if you want to make it right with your father with our maker you can just say this prayer say dear lord jesus i thank you for today i thank you for i recognize that i am a sinner please lord forgive me my sins please erase my name from the book of death and my name in the book of life Lord Jesus, today I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. I choose to walk in righteousness today by your power. And I thank you for accepting me into your family. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You have just said that prayer. Welcome to God's family. God bless you. God sustain you. God loves you. God preserves you. See you in the next podcast.